Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Thank you. Thank you. There's a state of emergency in place in Ottawa where the police chief says COVID protests are a, quote, nationwide insurrection driven by madness. Thousands of Canadians, you see the pictures there, protesting vaccine mandates. It started with a so-called freedom convoy led by truckers protesting a new mandate requiring vaccines in order to enter the country. It wasn't so-called. It was a freedom convoy because they opposed vaccine mandates. And did I just hear John King of CNN refer to this as an insurrection? They're protesting. Now protest is insurrection? I swear to you, I stopped talking because the next words out of my mouth were going to get me off radio. And I'm like, I, I can't. I can't leave radio yet because I'm going to go out with much bigger fanfare than what I was just about to say. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Do you have a problem with the Canadian truckers? Do you think they're wrong for protesting against vaccine mandates? Let me hear from you. 833-468-8669. By the way, there are people who are riding through Canada right now in, in these protests with signs that say Trump 2024. It's, it's more than just America. It's a, it's a rallying cry. Which really has some of these people very upset, actually. But this was the reporting from CNN about it. Claims that these Canadians are, are acting violently. First of all, they're, they're Canadians, so they can't act violently. There was a guy who was charged in a, a car attack in Winnipeg. And people said, oh, you see, this is, this is exactly what's going on. This is who these, these protesters are. They're, they're all violent truckers. Uh, no. As is being reported that the man charged in Winnipeg for an attack on the convoy protest is actually a far-left anarchist. Police there are treating it like a hit-and-run rather than what they would describe in Canada as a hate crime. So the guy who is alleged to be driving the car, and you can actually see there, there's video of a car driving through and, 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 and hitting people. And, of course, this was used... As a way of saying, look at these terrible, awful protesters. Look what they're doing. And Trudeau is vilifying people uh, left left and right. Turns out it had nothing to do with this, this person driving the car. had nothing to do with the protests, nor the convoy. They had hundreds and hundreds and thousands of truckers <coughs> heading across the country. If they had cannonball run the thing, I, it would have been much more impressive. But CNN, it's it's insurrection. I mean, listen to that again. That is really unbelievable. When we talk about the bias in media, there you go. You can agree or disagree with the Russian, with the Russian, with the Canadian truckers. You can agree or disagree with them, but they're protesting, and you call it an insurrection. Let's start at the beginning and work our way through it. Yeah, thank you. There's a state of emergency in place in Ottawa where the police chief says COVID protests are a quote nationwide insurrection driven by madness. Thousands of Canadians. 
Now, he's quoting the, the Ottawa police, but you're, you're, you're not even challenging it. It's, that's acceptance in, in many, many ways. See the pictures there protesting vaccine mandates. It started with a so-called freedom convoy led by truckers protesting a new mandate requiring vaccines. It wasn't so-called. It was a freedom convoy. It, wa- it wasn't so-called. January 6th was a so-called insurrection when it wasn't an insurrection. I don't approve of it, but wasn't an insurrection. Let's continue. In order to enter the country. CNN's Paula Newton live for us now in Ottawa with the latest remarkable protest, Paula. Absolutely remarkable. I mean, just think of the language. I know it sounds familiar to you, right? A threat to democracy, an insurrection, sedition. I want to be clear, things have quieted it down a bit, but that does not take away from the basic truck-in, right? The sit-in that's going in right in front of the national parliament. And as you said... So this is what Canadian leaders think of their citizens, which is not far off from what many American uh, politicos think of of their citizens is it it's it's it, it very much within the the same vein and 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 the same realm as as sinful and awful as, as one can imagine this is the way that citizens who are speaking out are spoken about you disagree with them say so they're insurrectionists they're guilty of sedition That's, that is, that is obscene. It's amazing how far people will go and and really how this, this plays into a concept of, of power and the, 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 the power dynamic. Certainly as Americans, we view things differently because power here comes from we, the people, those founding documents matter greatly. I don't. It, it, very often you'll hear people talk about the preamble to the Constitution, right? That's the paragraph that starts the thing. Before you start getting to articles and sections and, and things like that, you have the preamble uh, to, to the Constitution of the United States. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. It isn't, it isn't simple. Now, is it? Because when this was written... Uh, who, uh, whom, what groups in history were saying things like, we the people? Who had even thought of such an idea of self-governance as opposed to the idea of being governed? Conceptually, this is criminally insane. The idea is nuts. And it is indeed the revolutionary idea still to this day. It is the idea that when Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping are alone with their thoughts and they look out over all they control and dominate and live in fear of because all dictators are eventually overthrown by the people. 
They say to themselves, how do those other guys do it? How does that even... How, what are they, nuts? Remember, Xi Jinping watched uh, in Libya, Muammar Gaddafi, fall. And he said, well, you know, the answer there is you need, Gaddafi needs to have even more control. And then he looked uh, at, at the Soviet Union falling. He said, you know, the answer is not go more Western and go more free. The answer is more communism. And he has been more and more dictatorial over the last decade. More, not less, has been his response. And it is easy to see and to understand why this idea is actually attractive to some people. It's attractive to some people because you get to say, here's exactly what we're doing without question. Anybody who questions us is out. They're the enemy. And we literally throw them in jail. And in order to make things simple in a world of chaos, we take away all the other options, which can be seen as rights, and therefore everything is, 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 is easy to handle. Look what I did for you. You're welcome, Boo Bear. See, in the case of Xi Jinping, you're welcome, Pooh Bear. Screw you, that's a pretty good joke. That's a really smart joke. That's pretty, I'm, I'm here for it, Ari. I'm here for it all day. Well done. The, the, the very concept of power and control you could tell me all you want about Donald Trump being a dictator. You know what happens to dictators? They don't leave of their own volition. They don't leave because they're voted out. They leave because they get killed and their body gets dragged from the palace. Not Trump. He lost an election. He fought it. He lost again. And he was out. Took a helicopter. Bye bye. That's it. Don't tell me he's a dictator. I want to say just just for the record, uh, for the people saying ah he's dictatorial. You sound like schmucks. Anybody who says Trump is a dictator clearly is angling for a job on the View. Xi Jinping is a dictator. Vladimir Putin is a dictator. But part of what makes the whole January 6th conversation when you talk about Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, and, and, and they're, they're despicable. I think their support of the January 6th commission is despicable. I'm not saying I agree with the RNC on the censure of them. And I'm already seeing people very angry with the RNC, Republican National Committee, for, for doing so. I, I, I just don't know if it provided any value. But the the... The idea that we would say of, of, of anyone that or we would say to people that support of Trump is saying you support a dictator is nonsense. You don't want to be mandated to get a vaccine. Therefore, you're an insurrectionist. Therefore, you're guilty of sedition. Is this a free society? In this idea of power, there are more ways to engage the conversation of power than just who is in charge. If you have a group of people who are allowed to say, well, we don't, we don't favor vaccine mandates. Well, how do you get other people to take the vaccine you've mandated? You have to stop those people who are questioning you. 
But in a free society, it should be like, look, you can make this choice. Here's the data as we know it. Let me try to continue to persuade you. I'm going to utilize the bully pulpit to do exactly that, to continue to try to persuade you. I'm not going to give up on this. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. We're going to keep trying. But in the end, it's up to you because we do have a free society. And if you say to me, well, a lot of vaccines we mandate, uh, no, no, a lot of vaccines we have schools mandate. There might be a job where you accept the job and you accept things that go along with that. But a mandating of a vaccine for a virus that is mostly survivable, that doesn't stop the virus from spreading, which would have gotten you thrown off social media just a few months ago for stating that truth. Well, People who don't want to get vaccinated, they don't have to. Only people they're affecting is themselves, and I don't actually care. If you're not vaccinated and you get COVID, I don't care. If you are not vaccinated, you get COVID, and you end up in a hospital on a ventilator, I wish you all the best. But I'm not going to spend three seconds thinking about you. I can't. You made a decision. And I expect people to live with the effects of their decisions. I expect them to deal with that. I expect them to be grown-ups and handle their stuff. What can I say? I'm a purist like that. But the idea of it's sedition and it's an insurrection, it's not just the radicalness of today's progressive party that is hell-bent on the concepts of, of, of power. And destroying others to obtain and maintain theirs. Now it's Canada. So now you can start drawing these direct lines between today's progressive party in the United States and in Canada. What's the real difference? The answer is none. While you have Putin and Xi Jinping, who in the backs of their minds, in the quiet, dark places that no one speaks about, the dark secret place, says, how do they do that? You have Bernie and Ocasio-Cortez and Dick Durbin and Elizabeth Warren and Speaker Pelosi and Jamal Bowman and, and a host of others and, and uh, Prime Minister Trudeau and who knows whom else in the dark secret place looking at Putin and Xi and saying, how do they do that? Since you cannot be trusted with freedom, they who have the secret knowledge... The elites, they have to help you through it. That's always where it comes down to. We've talked about it many times. If you're asking, I'm on the side of the Canadian truckers. Sure as hell not on the side of of GoFundMe. You know these people, they've raised $10 million uh, utilizing a GoFundMe to give to truckers to pay for lodging and pay for fuel, this, that, and the other. And GoFundMe's like, oh, no, 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 we can't. Because, oh, they're violent. They're violent, so we can't give them money. People can reach out to us and uh, get their their money back. You know, otherwise, we're just going to give it to a charity. Give it to a charity? What the hell is this? What violence are they supporting? None. Meanwhile, GoFundMe had no problem giving to the Chaz Chop in Seattle where people got murdered. You think you could have walked through that area of Seattle and not get hurt? Best of luck. Best of luck. But GoFundMe had no problem giving them money. Just more and more of an attack 
on people who want to engage in a, in a, in a way of freedom and liberty. I didn't say that you agreed with it. I am saying that more and more people wanted to assume they know what's best and you can't. You attack the Capitol, it's an insurrection. You just have a protest that we don't like, it's an insurrection. We claim violence by you and we don't give you the money that you raised, but violence from another group, they raised money and we gave it to them because, you know, whatevs. We're learning a lot about where our society is. And we're learning the importance of voting. I'm Tony Katz. Nancy Pelosi spent more than $500,000 on private jets in 2020. Uh, By the way, uh, have you ever flown private? I'm going to... I'm going to say this the only way I can. I highly recommend it. Because because it's 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 not that it's not that the flight is so much more comfortable, but I guess it would depend on the private plane. Right? It depends on the size of it, you know, you can, can you can you really stand up in it? You know, the the the, the seating configuration, etc. It's it's the ease in which you maneuver. No security, right? You're not dealing with any of that. No waiting around. No delays. Unless there's some real weather issue. Everybody here? All right, let's go. Boop. <laughs> Unreal. But like, if you were to try and book a charter flight, let, let, let's say you were going to book a plane that held eight people, and you were going to go down to Florida, that could be like 50 grand. So you, you got to really be willing to spend it. So Nancy Pelosi spent more than 500 grand in taxpayer money on private jets since 2020. I would say that's not even much. Based on how I'm looking up prices, it doesn't seem like much. I think the story for a lot of people is, isn't she the one worried about climate change? She's just flying private. So she's taking a jet for, like, her and a couple of her staffers? What's the matter? Uh, American Airlines isn't good enough for her? And the answer is, well, no. Wasn't Nancy Pelosi the one who liked to take military aircraft? I thought there was a whole thing about that. That she wanted the military stuff. I actually don't think this is much of a story. The hypocrisy of being all about the global warming and taking private planes... She also says wear ma- wears masks and, and she doesn't wear masks. So she is. Michael Avenatti is going to jail for 20 years. So... It's not all bad out there, folks. Convicted of stealing $300,000 from Stormy Daniels. I want to just say for the record, I I know I'm on the record. I want to be on the record again. I never understood why the Stormy Daniels story was a story. Trump paid some woman hush money? Was, was, Was that it? 
Well, this is the first time in history this has ever happened? It wasn't a story. He wasn't president when it happened. What do I care? She spanked him with the magazine that has had his face on the cover. Uh, his face on the cover of. I can't wait to get my face on the cover of a magazine. It's gonna be a crazy ass night in the cat's household. Not a story. I never understood it. Never understood why these people rallied around Davinati. What I did say is there was a conversation about him running for president. I said he's the kind of bulldog who could do well. Exactly what I said. But even I didn't know that Avenatti was stealing that much, stealing from clients here and there, extorting Nike, and then he stole about $300,000 in book advance money from Stormy Daniels. He faces a maximum of 22 years in prison for conviction on wire fraud and aggravated identity theft charges. You know, he, he recommended, I mean, he, he represented himself. He was his own lawyer. I'm very disappointed in the jury's verdict. I'm looking forward to a full adjudication of all the issues on appeal. If, if you say so, um, enjoy prison and uh, basta, which he used to say all the time, and I still don't know why. But right now, the Olympics are going on, and you're not watching, and I get it because we don't watch the Olympics anymore. It's not, it's not our fault. They did this to us. They made the Olympics political day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out. I have not watched a moment of the Olympics unless something comes across the news about somebody getting into a crash or somebody won a medal. I, I'm paying no attention. I hear stories of Olympians who are told they have COVID so they have to stay in the COVID building and they're not even really getting fed. They're disgusted by the treatment of the Chinese. Well, you went. This is who the Chinese are. The Chinese Communist, Chinese Communist Party is terrible and awful, like all communists. And like all communist regimes, you will find very little food. Now, when they're engaged in the Potemkin village, oh, there's lots of food. It's super plentiful. But their default is, eh. You say to me, Tony, but look at all the money in Beijing and in Shanghai and Macau. Tremendous amount of money. In those population areas, not for the entirety of the people. Certainly no freedom for the entirety of the people. Communism is evil. And the people who support communism are awful. That brings us to the United States in a one-two punch. One from ESPN and one from NBC. The first was from uh, J.D. Adande. He is a, or J.A. Adande, sorry. He's a, he's a guest uh, regularly on ESPN. And uh, he has got some thoughts about China and America. I think it's standard in sports right now. You have to have a cognitive dissonance. You need to compartmentalize. We've never had a more enjoyable NFL playoffs in this country. And ne we've never had more people watching the playoffs. And yet it goes on amid the ongoing allegations against Dan Snyder, owner of the Washington football team, and the, you know, the continuous concussion concerns, and now the concerns about diversity and the allegations and the questions about competitive integrity even, all of that. And yet we're still enjoying the games. And who are we to criticize China's human rights records when we have ongoing uh, 
attacks by the agents of the state against unarmed citizens, and we've got assaults on the voting rights of, of our people of color in various states in this country. So there's there, there's there's no so and when you get into the idea of moral equivocation with the chinese who round up uyghur muslims because they are muslims bind them put them on trains and send them to labor camps you sound like a schmuck won't be the first time isn't the first time i've used the term schmuck today what ignorance see this is why when the sports guys try and get into my lane man it's happening all over sports guys who want to have a political take uh, have you read a book some have. Have you thought about your opinion for half a second? If you thought about your opinion for half a second, J.A., you'd realize how ignorant your commentary is first about voting rights. No one's keeping people from voting. No black person in America is being kept from voting. That's not happening. When we talk about the voting rights changes uh, or, or the legislation changes in Georgia or Texas, no black person is being kept from voting. Actually, more hours have been extended to it. I'm sure we can find spots where they don't have enough early voting. And me, I oppose early voting in, in general. But if they have it, you know, you got to have it in the spots. That's not an argument uh, about a, a proactive uh, nationwide attempt to keep people from voting who look like you. That's nonsense. But it's what you say, right? It's just the kind of language you put out there and try and decide, you know, other people are, are, are racist because it's easier for you. Really ugly stuff. But you really want to compare some question about voting rights in, in, in Georgia to the killing of Hong Kongers who wanted to live free? What kind of damn fool you are for even thinking you can make that comparison. But of course you think you can make that comparison. You woke up this morning and you felt compelled to make it. Never once reading a book or asking yourself, does this make sense? You don't ask yourself, is this the facts? You said, hey, this sounds good. Hot damn, I'm going to say it. Ignorance on ignorance on ignorance. This moves us into Savannah Guthrie. Now, I am searching for this audio, but I believe it has been deleted. This is just the incredible stuff. Savannah Guthrie of NBC notes that the Olympic flame is being lit by two people, one of them a Uyghur Muslim. Now, we know the story. Uyghur Muslims loaded onto trains, sent to labor camps, their families left behind where they are now living with Chinese nationals. Translated, state-sanctioned rape. That's what's happening in the world we live in. But Jay Adonde is upset because somebody voting in Georgia can't get a bottle of water while online or some nonsense. Savannah Guthrie then goes about making a very, very unique claim. And I will, I will tell you, I wish I had the, the, the video. I don't have it. Producer Ari, if you can find it, you're better at it than I am, man. Quote, called the choosing of a Uyghur Muslim, a, a quote, quote here, an in-your-face response to those Western nations, including the U.S., who have called this Chinese treatment of that group genocide and diplomatically boycotted these games. 
That is NBC falling in line with its Chinese superiors. Do you, ha- you have it? You found it? Play the thing, man. If you can. Like this moment uh, is quite provocative. It's a statement from the Chinese president, Xi Jinping, to choose an athlete from the weaker minority. It is an in-your-face response to those Western nations, including the U.S., who have called this Chinese treatment of that group genocide and diplomatically boycotted these games. There will be much discussion. This is NBC standing up for China and standing against Uyghur Muslims. Disgusting. Despicable. And it's why people don't watch. It's why they hate you. She doesn't understand. This wasn't a news moment. This was a propaganda moment. From Savannah Guthrie. They have been targeted of genocide. They are victims of a genocide. And diplomatic, diplomatically boycotting the games isn't even enough. But now I got NBC and the people who own ESPN, the Disney people. We're no better. That's their argument. We're no better. One of the more ignorant statements ever made. We're no better. Well, of course we're better. Because if we were no better, why don't you go get a job in, uh, in sports in China? I hear that Wuhan has some incredible deals on condos. Go. Go uh, go to it. What is this? Is it Xinjiang province where, where the Uyghurs are? Check it out. Go live there. Because after all, it's just the same. It's just the same. We're no better, right? The ignorance is stunning. And they're proud of it. They're proud to be ignorant. They are proud to be fools. They are proud to be tools. Proud of it. Some of the ugliest statements and ugliest people. And now you 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 expect us to watch? You want you want us to give this our attention? Nah. Nah. I'll pass. Thank you very much. Meanwhile, Jen Psaki is supposed to speak to the press assembled. We will get uh, to that and the markets, including some big, big mergers going on. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So they want to keep this Rogan controversy going. Okay. We'll keep the Rogan controversy going. He said the N-word in his life, ladies and gentlemen. He said it. He said it on a bunch of podcasts. Even he thought it was pretty ugly. He apologized for it. For some reason, Spotify and him have decided to take down like 70 episodes, 100 episodes, things like that, where he's used the N-word. I don't think he's calling people names. I think he was discussing and utilizing it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I I do find that it's very odd that we have this idea that you can't use that word. It's only for those people. Words have meaning. (laughs) If the word means something and it's only for those people, it's still weird as can be. 
it's weird and it's awkward, and the only reason we say it's for those people is to prevent other people from speaking, even if they were quoting, so it could be an attack vehicle. The word has a history, and it is meant to dehumanize. That's why I don't use it. Of course not. But they used it in blazing saddles to absolutely amazing effect. Am I not supposed to laugh at Blazing Saddles anymore? Because I'm going to keep laughing at Blazing Saddles. But the story here is not about the word. The story here is about trying to find ways to further silence Joe Rogan. We're so angry with him for what he said about COVID which is to say he had interviews with people and people had different thoughts and different ideas and he chose his own course when he got COVID. We're so angry with him for not doing what we told him that now we have to destroy him by every means necessary, including going back through audio uh, that he had done years ago to prove what a bad guy he is. Joe Rogan's a better guy than Savannah Guthrie and Jay Adonde. Just so we all understand each other, based on my previous commentary about how they're supporting the Chinese communists with nonsense lies and bull you-know-what comparisons. Just one man's thesis. Note also that I am not condoning anything Joe Rogan has said. But I don't understand the silencing stuff, and I don't want it. And for that, I'm going to support him. It seems a lot of people want to support him. And they are now moving into some new ideas for Joe Rogan. Why are you staying with Spotify? Even the CEO of Spotify has said, we don't want to silence him. I don't think it helps if we silence him, but we know this is stressful for our employees. Well, your employees need to toughen up a little. But the people over at Rumble have said, hey, why don't you come here? Rumble has offered Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has a deal with Spotify, 10 years, $100 million. They offered him the same deal, but for four years. Four years, 100 mil. Bring it all over. You can have every episode. Play it all. You be you. Now, you know I do a show on Rumble every day, the morning Rumble, with Tony Katz, 10 a.m. Just go to rumble.com slash Tony Katz, subscribe, and boom, there, there you go. I, I love it. Presented by Americans for Prosperity. It's, it's going great and, and building up. It's, it's, it's been very, very cool. I think we're on to something pretty solid here. Talk a little bit of economics, a little bit of culture, take some questions. It's it's fact people participate. It's terrific. The morning rumble, 10 a.m., rumble.com slash Tony Katz. I am not getting a hundred million dollar deal and I'm very upset by it. I am angered by it. I just gotta work out I got I gotta build that number of views. I don't know. Do I have to be controversial? Can't just, you know, be entertaining. <laughs> that that's not good enough anymore. Will he take the deal? Oh, I don't know. And do they have the money? Yes, Rumble uh, put together an acquisition with Cantor Fitzgerald. They've got the money. They have a $2 billion valuation. And would they get paid from it? I don't know if they'd make money from it, but certainly if you want to call it your advertising budget, it's pretty good. Rogan's a good advertising budget. But understand that you don't have to agree with Joe Rogan to be opposed to the nonsense coming out about Joe Rogan. And I am opposed to the nonsense. Meanwhile, Jen Psaki just took to the White House briefing. Do we, do we want to? do? We, all right, 30 seconds. I just have a couple of items for you at the top. 
Uh, today, uh, the White House Task Force on Worker Organizing and Empowerment, led by Vice Done. Anything that's led by Vice President Harris <laughs> can't be, cannot be worth the time, can it? Can it? Uh, in the meantime, the Dow is up about 100 points. NASDAQ is down three. Uh, there's a merger between Spirit and Frontier. Frontier Airlines is buying Spirit. It's a $6.6 billion deal. And Peloton, which has said they weren't going to make any more bikes because things have slowed down, those shares are like up 18% because people are like, ooh, maybe I can buy Peloton. Is Amazon going to do it? All right, because I have it here. It's Amazon, Nike, uh, supposedly Apple is very, very interested because it's all part of the same concept of, you know, Fitbits and this, that, and the other. Very, very interesting. Peloton, maybe, you know, maybe it's better for them. Let somebody else uh, deal with it, have a better distribution model, maybe a, a better production chain. Well, the markets aren't moving too much today. Oh, this one's probably going to attract a couple of interesting buyers. Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio.